0: Hey, what is up, guys? We are back with another podcast. And uh, I've got one of my good, good, very good mates here. Um, considered one of my brothers, uh, Dominic Winter. He is a bit of a legend around the traps of Pukekohe. Uh, had a bit of a venture over with his family to come over to New Zealand. Had a, had a decent life in the Franklin area growing up, uh, running a muck around Puke. Uh, we all were when we were that age. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, got a, he's got a good story. Man, he's been through some highs and lows. Uh, in life, relationships, um, just everything in general, man. This guy's been through it, and uh, I, I thought this would be a great uh podcast through this time. Dominic Winter, bro, talk to us a little bit of an intro, Hello, brother. How's it? how's it? How's it?
1: Um, Dominic Winter from originally from Goulburn, England, around uh, Manchester, Manchester area. Definitely a Man United fan, though, that's for sure. Yeah. What's that's your team? Sure. What's the team um, up bro? Uh, we we'll, we're gonna fit it. <laughs> That's probably the closest team. Then we are nowhere near the Leeds United. They the four. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just stay up there in the Prem. Move the to Puka Actually didn't know where New Zealand was before I moved here. I generally I didn't even want to move. I tried running away from home. When I was 11 years old, that's pretty pathetic. I just started high school over there, so i made a lot of new friends. Yeah, understandable, bro. Found found it, Sheila, thought I was in love. 11 yes. years old, thought I knew it all.
0: You're a bit of a lover boy yeah. too, though, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm a sucker for a lover. <laughs> so am I, bro. <laughs> Beautiful wife, Charlie. She is pregnant and they're expecting a boy. Um, so bro, yeah, are you looking forward to that or are you a bit nervous, or what's what's the story?
1: Uh a bit of both, really. I'm um, uh, seeing her every day for, for like the whole day. I can start. I've started noticing the size of her um, puku getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And I'm like, oh, it's uh, So that's like made it a bit more more real for me. Yeah. Uh, and we- the room's all done. We just put up the last showers and um, a couple of Maddie's are uh, drawing portraits on the walls. So that room's all ready to go. Nice. He's got a bigger wardrobe than I do. <laughs> I'm oh. more clothes than I do as well.
0: <laughs> were you were you hoping for a boy or a girl, or you're not too fussed, bro? You're just um you're happy to be happy to be having a baby.
1: Yeah, pretty happy just to be having a baby, to be honest. It was a bit of a um three year journey just trying to trying to trying to get one past the keeper there. <laughs> so
0: we know you're a bit of a you what do you play left back? Yeah, my left back, and yeah, foot I'm a back so I don't really
1: get up that end of the field. that nah.
0: much. you know, but you know, when you get your chance up there, Domi, I've seen you put a couple on the
1: left foot, boy. You don't go too bad. Top ones, Top ones. <laughs> So yeah, nah, it's been yeah three three years of every like we tried every month three years, and we just decided just to you know give it a break for a while, and then we ended up doing um IUI. Yeah, there's a form yeah. of um. <sighs> IVF treatment, but but obviously a bit cheaper than IVF. Yeah. You just um, I go in, give my sample. It gets tested to see if it's all like if I've got any swimmers swimming in the right direction, or they all do backstroke.
0: <laughs> yeah, a couple of backstroke. Or backups. how many of
1: them are actually? Yeah, yeah. And um, Charlie goes in three days after a cycle, maybe. Yeah, when when the, when the ovulation starts happening. And it'll get inserted, and then you just cross your fingers and hope. We tried three of those. Oh, yeah, three of those. Two of them didn't didn't work out, and the last one, fortunately, worked out in our favour. And yeah, there's a little boy coming on, twelfth of Jan. A hey, great day that. Yeah. <laughs> and Matty's birthday. Yeah,
0: hey, wife wife's birthday. <laughs> yeah. um so just tracking back a little bit in that conversation through your transition from new zealand oh from sorry from the uk to new zealand what was the schooling like like was it a little bit different obviously you just went into high school high school but i guess those intermediate yeah those intermediate years tell us what those are like from from so,
1: UK. i it goes from primary school to is what whatever finishes at year six and then from there's you straight into high school. Ah. And like that's I didn't I didn't mind it. I knew a lot of people from high school going there and first few weeks were pretty like pretty hectic, like trying to get used to where you were going because it was a massive school. Yeah. It was nearly two thousand students, I'm pretty sure. Sheesh. That's Having to wear a blazer man. and a tie. Blazer you did not a, a blazer with
0: was a tie, tie anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm like, hey, look a bit snazzy every now and then. Have to. Have to. So, and then um, yeah I wasn't there for long I was there for probably three months and my parents had my dad actually found a um, article in the back of the newspaper on um, on smoker at work and one of um truck drivers and worry or hooker Pacific driver in the petrol tankers yeah that was it we uh, met a few families that were thinking the same thing yeah. Four or five families came to our house in England. We all met each other for the first time and then we all ended up buying onto to the other side of the world. She starting a new life, new chapter. Yeah, yeah.
0: Bro, if I know you well, you would have been right into that tuck shop out, out out in the UK there, wherever your school was. Tell us, tell us a couple of good deals over there. Any good bargains or what?
1: Well, can iron brew? That's yeah, deadly. What's that? I know, oh, Vinto, can iron brew. Have you ever seen iron brew? Nah Oh cows! Missing it's out Countdown I'll have to buy one They're in the International In the international Oh Countdown <laughs> bring some over oh. oh Meat pies bro Meat pies
0: Yeah What What? Oh bro Tell me The pies compared to New Zealand NZ pies Like Oh
1: bro They go What Wigan <laughs> like Gold one Wigan like Wigan Where I'm from Is like right, that's, They're known as Pie eaters the Pie central Yeah they call themselves Pie eaters True So Oh it's tough. No, I'm, to, I'm, I'm sticking with NZ here. Oh, yeah. You have to. Can't have get to. away from those pork ruff rolls. Boy. Yeah, and the $2 pizza slices, Pizza slaves, bread, chicken yeah. burgers. Oh.
0: If you went to Puke, Pukekohe High School, you know the you know the vibes in there. Um, bro, so Definitely tell us new something. lamb.
1: If you oh, went yeah. to Puke High School. Yeah. 10 yeah. cents, 20 cents every smoker. He made about 20 bucks a day. Yeah, 20 bucks on a Friday for a box on <laughs>
0: that night, or <laughs> we touched on a little bit about your fo- your football, bro. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, was that um I know you were pretty serious into your footy, and was that sort of your dream growing up or your your goal? Did you set goals through that or your passion? Or, or... tell us a little bit about that, bro?
1: I think that just stemmed from um probably my yeah, definitely my dad growing up and um and watching Leeds United play when they had all the all the Kingpins in the Premier League when I was younger that was just there's nothing like it eh? yeah, I still like haven't that. still haven't uh, All Blacks game was pretty close but still like there's nothing like it eh? nah especially for a young a young, young kid like he, he used to take me to away games and, like I was allowed to pull the fingers and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. and like, other fans and like my mum would never find out <coughs> yeah but like I think for any young English English lad growing up, it's just brought into you, eh? It's just yeah. football, football over there, <laughs> and I I played over there with um a couple of my good mates. They're still actually decent footballers as well. Yeah, for a little club called Golden Sports Club. Yeah. When I left to come here, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I didn't. Well, obviously, I didn't know where I was. I didn't even know where New Zealand was when I first moved here. <laughs> yeah. So, like. I actually ended up playing for um, Pookie, their maroon and whites. Back when yeah. they had the old little bear shed for the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. Little <laughs> sure, um, back. A Couple of the Pookie goats, Connor and Michael Murphy. Yeah. Old oh, Dennis Murphy is up there, on oh, man. He was the coach. <laughs> yeah. And I just turned up. I turned up there. I don't know. My dad must have sussed it out. I turned up there, and these dudes all looking at me, and um, Dennis must have told them, "Oh." we've got this guy he's from England and he's going to come trial out for our team and um, the 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 field opposite the the high school was that they set it up for a pitch and there was like 11 versus 11 and I just jumped on as a sub and these dudes were like oh what the hell where's this guy from (laughs) what's he up to like and I was like, oh shit, like I need a bit of tame it down a little bit. I was just oh. flying into tackles and just fucking. <laughs> that's, that's the English mentality. I think. Just hooking People into see it. it as like a. It's a it, people see it as a soft sport, but it's. If you see it from the English side of things, it's, it's a fuck. It's a pretty tough um, physical contact sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you. I just had that mentality, and these boys are just. These boys didn't know what I did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're just coming like a pro though, too. Everyone's talking about you and everybody's like, oh, look out for this guy. <laughs> Probably had some slick Nike boots back in the day too, or you Adidas Man.
1: Nah, uh, I think I was actually Adidas, Man old F 30s.
0: Yeah. Oh, that that whole that that whole F Flux series was so
1: mean, eh? Oh, bro. This even they had the boots where you could change the bottom plates and the springs and oh. everything. Unreal. unreal. Unreal, right?
0: So Carrying on sort of from that, you played Premier football around this area?
1: Well, I went from Pukki and then transitioned over to Pookie High School. Played, got asked to jump in the First eleven. Colin Pegg he was the coach of the First eleven. No, sorry, Mr McDonald, the yeah. uh, old deputy. Yeah. I played with with um, his son.
0: Oh, and yeah. I think
1: he mentioned my name to um, Colin and said, oh, just chuck him in the on the bench and see how he goes. So ended up playing a couple of games for first eleven then and Tom was actually connected to Waiku. Ah, and said, Oh, if you if you if you're um looking for a team to play for, his son Jamie Pegg actually played out there. So he used to take me to trainings out there. Yeah. So that's how I started out there. Started in the reserves and um so I played uh, it's about 80 87 or 88 games for the first team. Yeah, it's a decent rank, I mean, makeup, I, yeah. I probably could have probably could have had 150, but all my suspensions and <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You don't, you don't and, mind a red card too,
1: eh? Hey? Yeah, I've had a fair few. I've had a couple of bad ones as well, especially <laughs> for Waikiki. <YP. laughs> oh, it's heat of the moment sort of thing though, eh? Yeah, I like it. When I used to cross that line, like fuck, I didn't, it was just on. Like, but there was a couple of hard, like Scottish dudes, Derek Sinclair. He was actually a oh, football yeah. wai He, he yeah, was actually no, a professional football player in um, Scotland as well. And his mentality was just, it was just brutal. Where like you yeah. just leave everything out there, go out there, you get smashed, or you're gonna get, or you, oh, I'll fuck that up. Yeah, <laughs> you smashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much that was the mentality So every time I used to go out there I'd try and show people that I was there to play Yeah For yeah. a bit of like contact Yeah And then yeah. the game the game. If I went there first And I showed them that I was there The game was generally a lot easier for me Because they would stay away Yeah And I'd, maybe because I was young I was trying to act like a big guy With all the big boys But yeah, so yeah, yeah. I thought I'd, I'd play And then that obviously led into a couple of A uh, couple of big lengthy um, suspensions on the sideline and a couple of hefty fines I had to fork out of my logo logo wages
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a throwback those are throwbacks bro Uh, so (laughs) geez from that story we take that you're a little bit of a hothead yeah
1: when you once you cross the line once you cross the line yeah it was yeah I think it was just that just the white line fever eh yeah bro hard out
0: hard out a different beast when you're on the field eh yeah Talking about being fiery, you played a couple of years of rugby union too, didn't you, in high school? <laughs>
1: yeah, big, what was it, the
0: under 63s? Under 63s? Talk to me, when you crossed that white line, did you still have the same mentality or or
1: what? I don't know what I was
0: doing. <laughs> you were playing, oh, playing second I five for us though.
1: Clue. Yeah, it was a couple of dummy cuts. Eh?
0: Yeah, dummy cut. a couple of one-twos, you're, you're away. <laughs> did, did you enjoy that, bro? Did you enjoy that experience?
1: Bro, that was good. I liked it. That was real good.
0: Did I play in both years with you? Or maybe just one?
1: Nah, I think you moved to the first 15 after that.
0: Yeah, I remember Under one year. One to 15 open
1: or. Yeah, it was something like
0: that. Something I remember like one that. year we had some fucking good fun out there, eh?
1: I've actually still got a photo looking around somewhere. It's got some funny hairdos on it.
0: Bro, my hairdo's. Bro, it's sober. <laughs> it's offside, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's crazy! Oh, that was good, bro. Right? I've got
1: a couple of photos wearing that, that Big Twelve jersey. Here. You just yeah. Oh, cause I got a couple of a couple of me flies, a <laughs> couple of dot downs. do not know how to tackle. <laughs> I try to use my feet to tackle. Oh, and that's the only sport I've never been sent off for and that's that's a that's a bonus.
0: Yeah, that is a bonus. You can take a win from that. <laughs> Talking to on the back of your, obviously I say on the back of your uh, football career um, and during as well, you had a couple of significant injuries that ended in three surgeries to the same knee or two different knees? Uh, yeah, both,
1: both both, knees, yeah. So t- talk
0: to us about that, like your the mental state going through that and then the physical state sort of
1: after surgery. Well, at the end of the day, it was a bit of a, Bit of stuff going on in the committee at Waiku and they they abandoned the club. Wow. So all of, our, all of us didn't have anywhere to go, really. So I moved on to um, Papakura, because I knew the old coach used to coach me in the reserves for Waiku. Yeah. Moved out there, and I was actually having a pretty stellar season. We had a pretty strong squad, and um, we were playing... Um, Oh, I can't remember what they are called. They play at the back of Mount Wellington on um on the Astro. Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember what the field's called. Anyway, I was in the back of Mount Wellington and um I was playing left back and I was playing against this big lanky um lanky winger and I was just he was pretty much in me back. Yeah, Dang, Gary, all, you got all game, all game. With, yeah, and then I might have started just having a bit of a go. Didn't know he had two other brothers on the same squad. Oh, And then second half rolls over and everything was going. I think we were up 2-0. And then I uh, got a dart off in between two players and they both just come in and just absolutely clapped me in the middle. That's when my my left knee is actually just dislocated. And at the time, I didn't know my ACL was gone. But probably the worst thing was um, just rolling around on the ground and actually like, oh, shit, something's wrong here. And then yeah. having the iris dude over you saying I, don't, I couldn't understand what he was saying But he was telling me pretty much to get fucked yeah. For having to guard his brother yeah. So yeah I ended up getting carried off there taking, the, taking a little more But that was my I didn't know what to do there So my first instinct was to go there And they put me in a full leg splint And woke up in the morning And my knee was just massive yeah. Just throbbing And uh, yeah found out I tore my ACL and MCL that first time. Sheesh. But um, I think we just moved out of the palace. Yeah. And I moved up to the other prospect flat. And just before that happened, I actually moved home. So, yeah, I was off work for three and a half months, I think, at home. Yeah. Probably, like, I'd say this is where... The mental health problems start to start to arise for me. Yeah, start to creep in. Is having all that all that time by yourself probably not doing what I should have been doing? I'm, I'll be honest, I was making a lot of work at home by myself, and yeah, I was still—I can't remember how old I was. I was still young. Probably like I could have used that time a lot better. But like I was still going doing my rehab, yeah, doing that pretty much every day, but. There was other little things that I could have done to keep myself occupied and a bit more um, yeah afloat. A bit more afloat in a better way, you know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, after
1: that there was three and a half months back to work and then um oh no, sorry, I didn't my it was my hundredth a league appearance for just a hundred um northern league games. I think you yeah. you might have been there. Yeah, I think so. And it was playing um Frank and United at home and just a normal yeah. just that was on, and my boots got, got got stuck, and my body weight just took over, and yeah, that, I thought that was my ACL again, but luckily that was just the MCL and meniscus clear up the same knee on my left knee. Yeah, so that wasn't too bad; wasn't too long, long off work and stuff. But yet again, I probably wasn't doing the the right things mentally for myself, In that yeah, and that time, and then. After that, I was like, no, nah, I'm done, I'm done. And then the fire started burning again inside. Yeah. And there's a club, club close to the home, Franklin United. <clears throat> they got good facilities, couldn't, couldn't meet him behind them. I went down there and the coaches, he was uh, he's pretty hectic. Like, we were training three times a, um, a week, playing on the weekends. But like, I've never been so fit in my life. I don't Yeah. Think when I was training with you and Liam a couple mm. of weeks before I I started, That's right. we were doing those sprints and I, I pulled my tore my hemi <laughs> <laughs> at the footy field, too. Trying to try to come, trying to trying to just come out hot in first sprints in three months and twang the hemi. <laughs> on you, bro. Oh, and then uh, yeah, no, I went there. I think I got a pretty big season in my belt, seven 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 games. <laughs> um, I actually got in, I got injured at home. Uh, the week before the major injury, and um, I actually injured my left leg, and I thought, now nah, I'll be all right, and go to training on Monday. And if generally, if you miss one training, that's it; you're just good. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, all good. I've oh, we been away at Hibis post and um, <clears throat> It was only probably 25 minutes into the game. I think we were on the back foot, and I was actually running towards our goalkeeper, and they've crossed the ball, and yeah. And I don't know why I've tried to do this. I've tried to back heel the ball and I've oh. totally missed the ball. They've scored, and I have just absolutely dismantled my leg at the same time. But I don't know that before this happened, I didn't know they scored. So I'm rolling around on the ground. Our goalkeeper is luckily is actually an ammo. Oh, that's bro, that's lucky. So um he was there squeezing this guy's arm and I looked up and I was like, oh, <laughs> and it was one of their players and I was like, oh, sorry man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in that much pain and none of the boys actually told me until the following Tuesday that they'd scored, which made me feel a lot worse than what I already felt. Oh, <laughs> But that was actually, a, that was actually a pretty big injury for me. That was um, my surgeon, the Rosenfeld, you would actually never seen, I'd seen her once before and I was on a, a Warriors player. Yeah. The, my whole ACL had gone, MCL had gone, and the whole third back quarter of my meniscus had actually just fully really come off. Was it to the same knee? No, nah, this was actually to my right knee this time. Oh. Yeah, and I've cracked the bone with the impact and there was like bone marrow swelling. There was just so much stuff going on. I remember getting the text from the physio, and me and Liam were at work, and I was like, "Holy moly!" Like there was just a bullet point for all these things that I had been done, and I was like, "How does that happen?" Oh. Yeah, so that was a, that's the that's the last one. That was probably oh, it's coming up a year actually. Yeah, since that one,
0: uh, how did you sort of how were you mentally through that last one? Obviously, you had a bit of time off through work and that, and yeah, well,
1: I. The surgery off, uh, I got cut off once because of COVID, and then because we had to move our wedding. For COVID, oh, that's uh, right. I, I wasn't able to wait there for six to eight weeks. And I, I was like, No, nah, there's no way I'm walking my missus down the aisle on crutches. Yeah, no, nah, so I, nah. I pushed it out to after the wedding. Yeah, we got married. I had surgery, and then two days later, we moved house. Charlie, she actually hired a truck and drove it herself and moved most <laughs> of the stuff. And I was just sitting there. I know, sitting there on crutches, acting like a, like a sorry for myself.
0: Yeah, I guess you had probably a little bit more to sort of concentrate on that, on that last, obviously on that last um, Rico, <coughs> that obviously you're moving house, getting married, um, probably still off on the buzz of um, just getting married as well, so it probably took you a little bit through that, um, through those stages of, of those last injuries that you had when you were saying you weren't doing the right things. Um, Definitely those things probably just took your mind off it a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, or, like, for being the third time, I'm, like, I said to myself I wasn't going to do the same things I've done in the previous two recoveries. Like, I need to look after myself, like, physically, obviously, and get back to my old strength. But mentally, you're nothing without your mental gains. So it was yeah. big for me. right? Yeah, hundred percent, bro. That's crazy, bro. That's
0: like three massive injuries, and to have Rico's on like reconstructions on them as well—that's massive. Um, bro, after all of that, it's probably a, a funny question to ask, but does the fire still burn, bro? To to be playing football, or I mean, probably doesn't even have to be as a player, as a coach, maybe a a PT or or a manager or something like that. Does it? Does
1: it still burn? Yeah. I think the fire will in general for just for um just for passion will burn. Yeah. In general for me. Like bro, I, I come watch news every week and I get more I probably get the same not of of more passion watching you guys play rugby than <laughs> I do going out there and playing myself. Yeah. But it's such a buzz, bro. I just I just you know, like people close to me, I just yeah, I just love it. Eh? It's a buzz. Yeah. Even my when I, I come and I come early and watch my brother, probably get a bit too wound up watching him. Yeah, he's fiery He always, too, he always tries to go for the biggest, the biggest, baddest dude. He always tries to take him down, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does, yeah. bro, he does. But if I if I could go, I probably will will give it one more crack, but yeah, I don't think Charlie Charlie would agree with. That at all. <laughs> you
0: weigh up the options, eh? But that's um
1: can't kind afford of, kind of the time off. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: That that's um man, it's buzzy to hear that like your fire can still burn for something so competitive. Even just watching a game of footy, and like obviously it's rugby, and like the the games get pretty intense. But to fulfil that um sort of that void for you, mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, it's like shit. Like I've never really thought about that for myself. Um, like yeah because I, I feel like right now for me personally I don't think my fire will ever burn like burn out but yeah. then hearing you say that I, I know I know it's going to burn out but I just don't want to think that it's going to burn out but yeah I, I, yeah, I guess hearing, hearing you say that sort of gives me confidence and like way more belief that like that there will be like my fires burn for other things for me as well but through something that I love and I've done for so long, like your football, I've done rugby for so long as well, that I don't know, I guess you lose sight of that and you don't sort of take into consideration that that it will end one day and you're going to have to find something else that's going to give you that same sort of, um, that drive and that passion. I guess that's something to do at 2.45 in the afternoon on a Saturday. Yeah, exactly.
1: And and I, just, I, feel, I feel for the people that stand next to me during those hours We <laughs> <laughs> so had a couple of swinging arms
0: and all sorts, eh? Hey?
1: <laughs> Sweet
0: um, So, brother your new journey through uh, the Helping Hand project on Instagram based around mental well-being and mental health and, and just, trying to, just, just trying to give a helping hand to anybody that needs it, really um, That's what I, I take from that Tell us yeah. a little bit about that
1: Something to drive me but also like for myself to keep learning and help others or I don't even have to help others as long as I can just share share something or be vulnerable and show myself being vulnerable through this or just through posting stuff that I've been through then hopefully other people can see that it's not actually that bad yeah just open up and be like yo I need some help man like I'm not feeling too good. For me, maybe like the past five five or so years have been um, more of a, a learning learning curve than anything. Yeah, for um, sure. It started with a bit of anxiety, but I guess no one really knows what anxiety is until it actually comes around and bites in the ass, I guess. I'd say my mental health would have been affected by things that I'd done in my teen years as well. The way I'd handled old relationships or, let's be honest, go out and do drugs with your friends and (laughs) drink alcohol. Because if you said you didn't, you're obviously lying because everyone knows that. One weekend, I just ended up going home after a bit of a um, rinse-up and a bit of a bender with the boys, and I just flat and um, just like... I was in my own home, in my bed, like, safe as houses and something just didn't feel right. And um, that Monday, I went to work. Still was like, ooh, what's going on here? Like, I don't feel good at all. Yeah. And I was actually working in Vendawi. Um, and I was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to go home. Jumped in the U. Started driving myself back. And that's when I started having a panic attack. Yeah. But at that time, I didn't know I was having a panic attack. Yeah, I, yeah. Thought I, was <laughs> I thought I was dying. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought I was dying for real. Like, oh, I thought my heart was like beating out of my chest. And I was driving, which probably wasn't a good thing. And from Glen Dowie to Sylvia Park Burger King, that's how far I made it. And when I was actually talking to the doctors and the nurses, they actually explained oh, that could have been a panic panic attack. So, which is the first thing anyone does these days is <laughs> Google Google symptoms and bloody anything on Google. What's going to happen to you if this happens and whatnot yeah but um from that first time which is probably close to five six years ago I actually haven't had an episode like that since Yeah. yeah that that bad yeah okay because from that first time I took into all like into account all these obviously like searching up what everything was and what it meant and why it was happening to me and so, I kind of knew like processes I needed a place to stop myself from getting from there to the ambulance ride to the hospital. Yeah. And just chill myself back out and just tell myself everything's going to be all right. But then that all comes with, you know, like comes with its overthinking. It comes with its times when you're feeling like depressed. And for me, I feel like my whole how old am I? Twenty seven. My whole twenty seven years, I've never been vulnerable. To be yeah. fair, I've never opened up. Probably not even to my mum and dad. I remember actually one time when I was little, growing, my um, I must have I done something. My dad wouldn't let me go and play outside. Yeah. <clears throat> All I had to do to go outside and play with everyone else was to tell my dad that I loved him. Yeah. And I couldn't do that, bro. That's all I had to do. All I had to say was three words to his face and then boom, I was gone. Free play football outside with all my mates. Yeah. I just couldn't do it, bro. And I just ended up being tucked in my room <clears throat> just because I'd been a little shit, obviously, and I couldn't I just couldn't be out that yeah, it's pretty tough to like get my mind run mind run around. Why I couldn't open up and just oh shit, sorry, Dad, I love you. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know about my struggle through like all this in the past five years. Yeah. They only they kind of knew something was going on, and when I made this page, they were only kind of just like my dad rang me um yesterday about something, and then I kind of knew he wanted to ask me something. Yeah. And then <clears throat> the conversation was fizzling out, and he was oh hey, son, like um did we did we ever do anything for you like. This to happen, like, did we bring you up a certain way, or like, you know, there's no actual way for us to know how to bring you up. You know, we just learn as we go. Yeah, absolutely. One of the first conversations I've actually said, like, had talked to me, like, ah, like this is just on me. You know, like this isn't anything to do with you guys. Yeah, like you know, you sacrificed your like everything you had and built in England to move me and my brother over here for a bit of life. Yeah. So yeah so back to where was I, being vulnerable yeah, I think it's just me is like I think it's just who i who I am yeah. generally just keeping I'm just a closed book, yeah, like even my missus bro like I don't she's my wife like and she struggles to get things out of me, you know yeah, yeah, I just feel feel like if I keep everything to myself and I try and sort it out, I know everyone else has got other stuff going on. I don't want to burden other people with my own stuff. Yeah, that's right. Shit, that's that's pretty deep, dummy. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll carry. off. I just remember where I left off there. On work, bro? <clears throat> um, Liam actually pulled me aside and told me to um pull my head in. Yeah, yeah, he told me about this because of because of the way that I was um I was acting and it was bringing down the boys, bro. And um, pretty emotional thing to hear, bro, from one of your best friends. Yeah, absolutely. I like. It was on. It was totally my my wrong for um, the way I was acting. From my from inside my head, I was acting like that about something fucking fifty miles away from where I actually was. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't angry at any of the boys at work. I wasn't angry at the situation at work. I wasn't angry at being at work. I was totally like fixated and anxious on something completely off topic. Yeah but my actions showed something else. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that does. That that sort of describes to me as not sort of being in the moment and not living in the moment that you're presently in. Yeah, and um,
1: that was probably the first time that I've actually was like, fuck, i am probably affecting, actually cut me up a little bit because that's not what I'm about at all.
0: Yeah, and it probably takes it probably takes someone that close to you to say something like that to you for you to realize. And which obviously it has.
1: Um, yeah, but that no, was like, a, it was more of a gutting a gutting sensation to be honest.
0: Liam gets to see you like every day as well, so he can read you.
1: Yeah, and like,
0: for me as well. Like I can tell when you're I can tell when you're going through something, or like you're on a buzz and you're happy ass. Yeah, like for me, that's easy to say, easy to tell. But sometimes yeah. it's probably just the, um, probably just like what Liam did. He probably stood up there and was like, "Hey, bro, like, look, come on, like that's, that's like that's a little bit out of line." Yeah, yeah. But it probably takes for the people around you to realize when you're going through something like that, and then for them to do that, that's a massive thing in your growth and your learning about how everything's happening inside your head. I yeah, feel because. Definitely. If we if if we see it, but we can't even approach you about it, and that, that comes down to like your friends as well and your like the family and stuff, the people around you. If we can't approach yeah. you about it, then how are you ever going to know? Yeah. You know. So, mm. I mean, yeah, man, it's it, I don't know. That speaks volumes to me. It, it's um that's massive for how important it is for your friends to actually be checking up and looking out for your friends and your loved ones and your families like it only takes something like that for for some people to realize
1: yeah that one like that short conversation literally just well it changed my life pretty much you know like yeah if I'm going to be totally honest
0: yeah and i guess it opened up your mind um and made you think deeper about those actions in that moment yeah
1: we're having a conversation about um oh yeah, about anxiety. We're actually talking about someone, and I said, for me personally, it's like I was a race source with the um with the shutters on. Yeah, yeah. All I could see and all I was thinking about was negative worst case scenarios constantly, and I don't know where this comes from. Worrying about dying for me. Oh yeah. Or worrying about having a heart attack, and I think that came from the. Maybe the heart palpitations from that panic attack, it just stuck in my subconscious somewhere. And it always just, it's just in the back of the dome there, just lingering away. The drive-through, love's a treat, Nick's drive-through. Yeah. Like, if I went in there and there was a couple of cars in front of me, I was all good, bro. But as soon as the other car came in behind me and I was blocked in, oh, bro, I just shut the bed, bro, and I just panic. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, and there's the same thing with elevators. Like I just yeah. couldn't get. I was never claustrophobic, or I was never anything like that. Yeah. And it just like, it just grew and grew, in like, not actually opening up and telling everyone. If I could just took a massive toll, bro. Like not only on mine and Charlie's relationship, but some other relationships that I've, I've had as well in the past. Yeah, for hundred percent. Hundred percent, and it can. Also all she wants, all she kind of wants from me, and like other people generally want, is just communication. And yeah, oh, front that isn't me, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not who
0: I used to be. Like communication runs the world, bro. Like, no one can read mm-hmm. your mind, or like, especially your partners. Like, they can tell your moods, and they can tell like your yeah. feelings, and like your mm-hmm. expressions, but they can't yeah. actually. They can't hear the voices inside your own head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for a hundred percent, I'm a massive believer in the communication runs the world. And it's like, I don't know if you can communicate well, man, you just, you can just get on with life so much more, um, more in front of you, keep moving forward. Like that's sort of what I'm trying to yeah, do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's hard for yeah, it to And it leads me to, um, this conversation of when the night we went and got your, your suits for your wedding, a couple of red wines, what was it called? We went to high street. Went city. To the, yeah, across the road from Loaded, there, the um, yeah. Caesar shop. Yeah. And um, sat down. I think I actually got a chamomile um, tea. Yeah, yeah you did. My, I think you did. Just, just zen, like... zen down on my chair. Don't mind me. For me, like I always check my heart rate. Yeah. just That's just what happens now because it freaked me out in the past. But my heart rate was just pumping and I was like, oh, no, it's happening again. And I'm in like the safest place I could possibly be, bro. I'm with all my boys, mm. drinking a cup of tea. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and this is happening to me right now. And that's when I started getting up. And I said, oh, I need a toilet. Yeah. I yeah. make excuses. I got up again and I was like, oh, shit, I need a toilet. Like, and I walked down the alleyway behind the loaded shop. Yeah. Bro, and I sat there, bro, and I was breathing. And I'm like, oh, my God, why is this happening to me? Like, as soon as that happens, like, the heart racing and the mind racing, that's when the negative thoughts and, the like, yeah. worst-case scenarios happen and all that kind of stuff. And then I actually came back to the table because I knew it was, like, it was, like, your night. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to – that's how I felt in my head. I was, like, yeah. this is Riley's night. You need to pull yourself together <laughs> and um we'll just get home and we'll just sort it out tomorrow when you wake up. And um I actually got back to the table, sat down, and I got it got worse, bro. So I actually texted Paul. Yeah. And I said, hey bro, like I think I need to go, bro. Can you make up an excuse?
0: Yeah.
1: And um that's when we left and we parked, I don't know how many stories up, maybe yeah, a couple of stories up. That's when I got to the car, bro, and I just broke down to myself and I was like, shit, I just need a I just need to get it off my chest what I'm going through, you know, like yeah. And I think you guys walked up after me and you guys were like, fuck me, all good, like what's wrong? And um uh a few tears were shed and yeah. I I told you boys what had been going on and how I was feeling and shit. Um legit, probably five minutes back in the car. I was just my normal self, bro, like cracking jokes and but like, if I didn't, if I just hung on to that and just sat in the car ride home, I wouldn't have like, I would have, I would have carried on just being my normal self, not being vulnerable, yeah, trying to sort it out myself when it's just putting it to the back of the head and not actually doing anything about it. Yeah, hard. Huh. When all you boys actually just gave me a massive hug, bro. Like, it's all good, like, it is what it is, though. it's nothing like major, you know, and then as soon as that was said in the hug, was like, it was, just embrace, right like <sighs> fuck yeah like it was such a weight it, off the shoulders
0: yeah bro i guess it's a bit of a <clears throat> like i know when you get something off the chest there's a massive like massive relief like when you get something off your yeah. chest that weight actually feels like
1: it's left your chest all that past hour of just worrying and not telling everyone and thinking i was gonna die fucking sitting around a seizure table with my mates. It just vanished out of my brain and I I could just laugh at it again. People think, like they have these out of it thoughts and they think, and that's when that other mindset comes in and goes, shit, why are you actually thinking so negatively? And then that it's just like a cycle. You get that feeling, the negative comes with it, you put it together and you jumble it all up and tuck it back in. Or it's like a washing machine on turbo spin. Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> <Like> washing machine. <laughs> yeah, and it's no, it's no good for anyone. Man. Nah. nah. Like, but what I, what I was saying about um, the, the vulnerable side of it, at night has actually changed, changed my whole aspect on like opening up and talking to people and. I went to a psychiatrist just yep. down in Bookie. and then I started started talking. And I'm, I normally swear quite a bit. <clears throat> That's just how I express myself. Yeah. And I started talking, and obviously swear word came out, and blah blah blah. And then she started swearing back at me, and I'm like, oh. And I sat back in my chair a little bit more, and I felt more relaxed. Probably the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah. Just go and see her and talk to her. Yeah. But like to get the to get what I had to get off my chest was good. But like the things that I was given to do, the task to ease the anxiety and and stuff like that, I kind of already self-taught myself. Yeah. So in a way I kind of already knew that stuff, but I just didn't really believe it myself. Yeah. Like stick with it, like meditation. Like some people can't sit there for 20 minutes and meditate or 10 minutes or it's a waste of time or just get outside and get some fresh air and yeah you know yeah. but yeah and then i went to i've seen her for a couple of sessions and then so i actually ended up going to a natural and i did probably i'd say eight sessions with her and she was just as good as like, like this hurdle and get over it by myself
0: yeah absolutely and like every little step counts bro and like you talk you hear about all the time like it's the the little steps that you take are actually the big ones because Mm. they they lead up to big changes. Yeah, definitely. So that's massive, bro. Like that's a, I guess, even just to recognize that you're going through something and then seeking help for it, even though it probably took you a little bit of time to get the help for it. Yeah. Or to take those little steps. Um. Bro, that's, that's massive. That's massive. And I mean, we, you talk to, you use that word vulnerable a lot um, through that, through those experiences of yours. Do you think that like you've learned vulnerability or do you think there's still, there's still things to learn about that?
1: Oh, I think I've still got uh, a hell of a long way to go. But like, for me personally like I saw massive change I wouldn't even For me walking up those stairs To that um, psychiatrist Yeah Even that was yeah. growth for me So sitting down with her For two sessions And telling her everything oh, I, I was like Shit what am I doing Like This is a, this is like a new me Yeah Because in the past I would have drove up there And I would have got there Because I get, like, I get Everything early I would have got there 15 minutes early I guarantee and I would have talked myself out of it while I was sitting in the car and I would have drove off. Yeah. He had to bro, be vulnerable, I guess.
0: Yeah, that. Oh, I guess it comes down to a lot of things, bro. Like, it's not like mm. a... It's everything in your head, bro. You Like you said, it's a washing machine on turbo, like a turbo washing machine V8 thing. Like, it's just going round and round in circles and you're not coming out with a defined, bold answer. Mm. Um. Bro, you've got to be proud of that, man. I'm proud of you, bro, and everybody that's close to us, bro. Like, we know, like, fuck, bro, we love you heaps. Um, bro, it's bro. It's it's so cool to hear you over this and um, talk about those experiences because if I started this two years ago, you probably wouldn't give me the same answers of the questions that I've asked you. No, I would have made a joke um, and laughed it off. This. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just left it and just spilled the turbo in the washing machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, bro, you've um... <laughs> yeah, bro, and you've, you're, like, one thing, bro, You like, I feel is you've got to be proud of yourself, too, bro, like, that's huge, bro, to h- how far you've come, like, taking the little steps to your own freedom, bro, it's, it's massive, really, like, I feel like you're really Mike Tyson up on those, um up on your demons, bro, and you're, you're giving them a hell, hell of a battle, bro, and I feel like you're winning, so, Man,
1: that,
0: keep that's, it up. Bro. but and and that's what I want to want to get to is, man. The Instagram it's such a um I said just before like it's perfect timing for it. I personally feel and I can see, um, that you're getting great growth from there, and I think you're going to get great satisfaction from that. Um, to carry that on through your through your journey
1: of of mental well being and mental health. Yeah, I actually listened to a podcast in the and said, if you pictured yourself lying on a deathbed and there was five, five of yourself surrounding you, what you could have been, you never chose to be. Yeah. And now all looking down on you, asking you why you never wanted to achieve that. And I was actually on my lawnmower. My lawnmower, I like to, That's where I do my, most of my thinking. Yeah, it's Ever the gold in, dust our, happens there, Our thoughts or uh, on the mower, ma- my ma- yeah. thoughts. I picture myself lying there and I could think of all these things that I actually wanted to be and achieve in life. But if I'm not going to put the hard graft in and just back down every time things get hard, then fuck, I'm just going to lie on my best bed and not achieve anything, eh? But like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people, bro. That's what I'm, I'm a passionate about, helping people. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes at work, I may not see that way to the young boys when I'm coming to do something <laughs> like, I think I'm an asshole, but. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm genuinely I'm such a people person, bro. I love people yep. and 100%. 100%. I just want to spread that. I just want to spread how much like being vulnerable honestly it's just the key to living bro a peaceful life. Communication. Yeah. Yep. Like, And I had a, I wrote a few goals down. I I sat down for a little bit and I was thinking what can I what can I do to like do something where I help people and I can kind of spread this mental um, mental health awareness thing. And that was quite a while ago And I did a um, half marathon for a year Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have done that if I was just going to go out and do it for myself. Yeah, 100%. It's not like the kind of person I am. I, I kind of like, if I'm doing something, I need to be doing it so if someone else is getting something from it. Yeah. which is i'm not too sure maybe i should be doing things for myself as well but well at this this moment in time i my priority are like obviously myself and my family but my priority is just uh i don't know might sound corny but try and make the world a better place i guess right write down a couple of goals that i want to um well i want to achieve by making this making this page and one of them was that One of is just spreading awareness of um, mental health. Yeah, and um, I had one that just just to help at least one person.
0: Yeah, bro. Which are
1: I that's all are. I need. That's all I need is just to help. Just the satisfaction of me helping one person. Yeah, like I can die a happy, man. You know. <laughs> and um, a couple of big ones here actually. Um, I want to be one of the biggest mental health advocates in New Zealand nice brother set him high bro i actually eventually want to try and get into um i'd say maybe all high school wages actually yeah just to get a course or you know like a project where i can go in and talk about mental health or like i'm no i'm no expert or anything i'm no doctor psychiatrist i'm not a healthcare professional or anything like that but
0: yeah
1: i feel like i can understand people and i can talk to people and they can talk back and just a friendly ear to listen
0: yeah, 100%, 100%, bro. I guess you're um, you're professional in your own experience, if you want to put it that way.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah, yeah. My last goal was just to make it my like full-time occupation. So, yeah, those are just a couple of little goals that I've set for this, um, for this little project that I've set up.
0: Bro. Domi, bro, unreal brother. <laughs> I said to you at the start of this that this might only take 40 minutes, but we've done about I don't know, an hour and 20, boy, and I've just loved every moment moment of it. Speaking to you about your obviously your, your past. past. Bro, just just everything, really, bro. Just just you being um you being vulnerable on here, it's it's massive for I mean, you talked about helping one person, I think you're going to help more than one person just through this conversation that we've had. Bro, for the Instagram page, man, uh, yeah, like I like like I said, bro, it's um, I think it's perfect timing, bro. The world's, I don't know, going through some crazy shit at the moment. And um, man, if you can be sharing your personal experiences, um, chucking them up on your page, man, and, and just making trying to make the world a better place, you know, make the world around you a better place at least. Um, bro, so mm. thank you, bro, so much for jumping on here. Um, man, I, I respect you. I love you as a brother, uh, straight family. Man, I, I, I'm sitting here. Just, just buzzing bro just I'm excited for your journey bro to, to keep going forward and and hitting some of those goals bro because you can you can definitely achieve it and man I'm just super proud of you brother
1: thanks for that bro really appreciate it
0: yeah thank you everybody for tuning in Um, man if you got something out of this episode either from my view or Domi's view man don't do not hesitate to message us uh, our DMs are always open our phones are always on. Just be be safe, people, be kind. And man, just just remember like it's 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 cool to be vulnerable. Yeah, it ain't weak to speak either. So thank you very much, guys. And yeah, we'll uh catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.